www.outoflives.net. stage your host back by popular demand is Alex Gitson. Bloody back! Yeah. We're bloody back! We fixed it! No one died! Uh, I, uh, this is good. Um, yeah, can we show me this next time before? Can we show you your first time? Oh, first time, first time here. Oh, that, um, that lovely to have you. What, what's your, what are your guys' names? What's the squad? What's the crew? What's my name? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I don't want to. The questions might get harder than that. If uh, <laughs> I'd be like, Nikita, lovely to meet you. Who, who are your friends? Who are your pals? <laughs> I, I, also, with COVID, you've got to know the people at your table now. <laughs> <laughs> they can't. <laughs> you can't be like, oh yeah, this is. <laughs> yeah. Your Kai. Kai Millie. Kai Millie. Kai and Millie. I won't remember that. Oh, well, it's, um, how do you all know each other? What's the, what's the, yeah, what's the story? Well, are you in witness protection? What's going on? Like, I, I, I'm not, <laughs> there's no backstory. Yeah. You, you got your phone out. If you want to Google how you guys know each other, you get, yeah. Are you guys students? Friendship vibes, yeah. So amazingly vague. Uh, that could literally apply to anything ever. <laughs> yeah, friendship. Anyway, cool someone. Um, and last one, so are, are you students? Are you? No, we're so old. Are you, are, are, how, how old? Because I'm feeling very, are, are we? I, I, I was about to guess. That's not, uh, that's a, you're, you're still young enough I'm allowed to guess. That's, uh, yeah. It's not like, oh, are you 58? And you go, oh, no, it's not, yeah. So, well, I'm mid-twent? Yeah. I'm sorry? 25, yeah. Mid-twent? I'm 21, actually. So. You're 21. So this is the, you've got a Gen Z millennial divide on the table. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. Really uh, which one? So you're, you're Gen Z, you're... Boomer. Boomer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, all that memory loss, mate. You're, uh, <laughs> you're fucking... <laughs> um, so which one, which one are you? Which yes. side are you choosing? Jess. Um, I'm, ju I'm, ju I'm, ju I'm going by the tight jeans and saying millennial. Uh, <laughs> I'm 22. You're 22. Oh, but you, you've got a Harry Potter house, and you, we, we all know it. That's a, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, 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 desperate, I'm desperately trying to be Gen Z, and it's not working. Because uh, I got told, is that tragic? No, it's, it's relatable. It's relatable. Okay, that's, that's sort of what I was shooting for. I, I, that's <laughs> no, because I'm... Cause I, I went into the pandemic like a sprightly. Um, so right, all, all, all these cunts know me. So like, that's like, I, I, I was young. I was a. I wink, wink at my whistle. What's the threat? I don't know. Yeah. Is that is that not it? Is that a sex thing? It sounds like it could be. It sounds like a sex thing. Newcomers, is it a sex thing? Is winking a whistle? Is that a the phrase? Is that the phrase? What is it? Yeah, it's right on the wall. It's, uh, this next act, a wink and a whistle. Uh, I mean, what was the actual phrase? Wet, wet whistle? Wet your whistle. Wet your whistles for drinking. 
Okay, so it's fine. Why don't you react like I just said, oh yeah, I, I'm, I'm a cat shagger or something. Yeah, uh, like the rest of my material. That's, uh, 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 I don't want to... But uh, is that lovely to hear. Um, how, how do you find out about the... Um, did you live nearby? What's, how, how far have you come? That, that's about three questions. Sorry, Nikita, you're going to struggle with those. Uh, um, 20 minutes. So you, you made it. You made it. Did you come on the bike? No, no. Oh, no, not on the bike. The scooters. I'm obsessed with the scooters. Uh, how do you feel about the scooters? <laughs> it, it, it's the new Brexit, mate. I, uh, I see it. I go out there. I see the divides. There's the. <laughs> It's the same thing as like the people who are stuck in the past, like resentful of the new, and then there's the new people who just want to scoot. So, that's a, is it, anyone had any? Uh, I, I mean, I, I do concede that's literally the most boring take. Uh, that's, <laughs> oh yeah, I went outside and saw some people on a scooter that we've all done because we live in fucking Bristol. Uh, has, anyone had a, has anyone had an injury yet on them? Yeah, oh shit, what, 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 what happened? You fell off. <laughs> so, 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 so the, the storytelling skills of Laurie Living Newman. Uh, so, uh, any more? What flavour for you? I want more. Straight into the curve, over the top. Oh, you, yeah. Do you get a big injury? Oh, big time. Big time? Hospital, big time? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> levels of big time. Uh, yeah. Um, no, thanks for coming. Thanks to all the people who've, um, who are coming back. Yeah, um, it's lovely to be back in the kids' house. New, new landlord, new, new setup. We're in this side. What do you think of this side of the room? Yeah, yeah it's alright in there. Nice showbiz red curtain. Um, I insisted on that. That's. Uh, um, but yeah, no, no, thanks for coming back. Um, for those of you who don't, these guys here. Um, basically, it's a oh, new material night. Queens come up. We have got some experience acts, some slightly newer acts. Um, they come up, do some new jokes mostly. Some of it might be good, some of it could well be dog shit. And, um, and then, you know, we try it all out. If it works, brilliant. Um, and if it doesn't, well, forget about it. Uh, <laughs> we come back next week. And, um, yeah, and, and but all, we, all we need from you guys is just to be, you know, super, super support, super, um, uh, you know, super up, super loads of energy, all the energy you give to the acts, they'll give back to you. Does that sound all right? <laughs> Lovely bloody stuff. I, um... Uh, Shall sh I do some new bollocks? Oh, I've done my, I've done my time. Uh, <laughs> I'm so fucking hungover. I cannot tell you. I um, I went to a party. I went to a party. Is that are those legal? I was at a six-person thing, and um, and I, was, I I drank too much. I knew people, so I was like, Ugh. um, yeah, I was sucking all their dicks, and um, um, and. Um, I, and I was so, I, I literally, I, it took me four hours to get back on the M5 today from Devon um, because I, I had to stop at every service station uh, for like, to have a lie down. And then, uh, I, and, I, and then I vomited on the hard shoulder of the M5, which is uh, not a fun, you don't want to be that guy. That's, uh, anyone else done, the, done that vomit? The, the M5 vomit? Oi, oi! Sorry? Hard shoulder vomit. Hard shoulder vomit, yeah. Um, where was yours? Scotland, ooh, uh, that's all right there. So, uh, don't want it to be too. Any, any Scots in? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Forgot. Forgot. No, I can't remember where people are from. I don't know everyone in the. Act. I can't keep them all in front of my head. So that's uh, yeah. Okay, I won't be rude about Scottish. Scottish fine people. Um, fucking yeah. So. 
Sniped off the Scots. That's uh, that. These guys. The first night, I do that every single time, and and then I bring on, I bring in my first act. Does it, we, have I warmed you up enough? <laughs> Good fucking stuff. Right. Uh, your first last name is Andrew White. He's absolutely fantastic. So you're gonna absolutely fucking love him. I, I, I usually nominate Nikita. I think you're um, start. Star- so I, I want you to be our chief applause person. Do you reckon you can do that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. That's the most sure you sound about anything so far, including your own name. So. Uh, so, so basically, yeah, if you feel like it's too much, we can, uh, I mean, your friends can help you out. Um, but, but basically, whenever I point at you, I want you to go, go big applause, and then everyone else will join in, and we'll bring on Andrew Wright. Does that sound all right? Yeah. So, we'll do a little practice one first. Yeah, no one else join in, just make it feel really weird. Um, bang. Absolutely, I want everyone to do that, yeah? Top stuff, Nikita. So, three, it's three, two, one, I'm going to point at that, then we go all, all go mental. So, three, two, one, Nikita! And the ring one, and the crazy Mr. Andrew Watt! Hello! It's lovely to be here. I was at a party yesterday, and Alex is not good at sucking penis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, lovely to be here at this kind of very strange budget seance, but. <laughs> Happy Pride Month! I'm uh, wearing my rainbow shoes because I love the NHS. <laughs> and cock. Uh, oh. Nurses and penis, that's my top two. Oh. People said it would be confusing when the NHS started using the rainbow flag, uh, but as a healthcare-loving homo, it was incredibly multi-purpose. I, I loved it. Um, I think it wasn't confusing because I wasn't walking down the road seeing all these like handmade rainbows in the window thinking, fuck me, there's a lot of gays on this street. <laughs> and they are shit at drawing. <laughs> the one thing I did object to uh, was that the companies that had Pride gear that they couldn't shift because all the Pride had been cancelled were reselling it as NHS gear. Like... Like, this is not a clap for carers ball gag, okay? You can't, you can't sell me a Captain Tom Cat of Nine Tails, all right? It's not... I'm not buying it. I don't believe it. It's nice to be in Bristol, actually. This is quite exciting for me um, because I come from Salisbury. Does anyone know Salisbury? Yes? Um, Salisbury is... You know when a, a cat goes to find, a, like, a warm place to die? <laughs> so... so Salisbury is the back of a tumble dryer, basically, <laughs> for the geriatrics of Britain. It's, it, it's fucking dire. Um, and it's, uh, in terms of gay people, it, it's, it's pretty much just me. I, um, I walk down the street and people are like, ah, the Pride Parade. That's rolled around quickly this year. I, um, I think the, the worst thing is, um, is Grindr in, um, in uh, Salisbury. Does... Uh, Anyone want to hazard a guess as to what Grinder in rural Wiltshire looks like? Uh, empty. Oh no, it is full, uh, but it, it looks very much like a, an advert for a gay saga holiday. Uh, right? Men over 65 who are presumably taken up homosexuality in their spare time. That's, that's the, the kind of vibe of the gig. Uh, and so I'm so kind of out of touch with like gay culture and stuff. I didn't actually know. I went to give blood because I am a fantastic person. Uh, and it turns out the gay men can't give blood uh, three months after having sex. Now, 
as it turned out, the time frame wasn't an issue, but um, <laughs> it's the principle that counts. It's not on. It's not on. It's genuinely true. Uh, so a gay man can't, have, uh, can't give blood uh, three months after giving sex. So basically, I've got to stay celibate for a jammy dodger. That's, that's the reward system, right? So no sex and you get free biscuits. Uh, although I suppose at the moment I am having no sex and paying for my biscuits. So, <laughs> so I probably should buy into it, but I refuse to. Out of principle, uh, I'd rather let the victims bleed out. Um, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Fuck our small patients. Oh dear. Um, no, so this is genuinely true. Um, so they, they call it men who have sex with men. That's the clarification, because according to the NHS, you're only gay if you're getting laid. Uh, <laughs> it's nice to know our health service has the same criteria as my own personal anxieties. <laughs> it's an inclusive term, men who have sex with men, because it includes gay men, bi men, uh, and the two boys I hooked up with at school who are still straight. Uh, so, uh, all encumbering. Um, if you read it as well, they shorten it. They, they can't be bothered to type that all the time. So they go, men have sex with men, and they shorten it to MSM. Uh, so you can now call Grinder MSM Messenger. That's why <laughs> yeah, you can take that with you into the world. <laughs> Very good, thank you. <laughs> That's how you know a joke has gone well. Mediocre laughter, and then just one very assertive, very good. <laughs> Carry on in this vein, yes. Thank you. They have, they've changed the laws recently, um, so now it, it's not just um, uh, if you had not had sex for three months, you, if you had a long-term relationship, which, uh, now this might be very worrying for some of you in the crowd, uh, is three months. So if you've been in a relationship uh, for three months, according to the NHS, that is long-term. What a fucking harrowing anniversary that is. <laughs> One year is paper, you've got your diamond anniversary, your, your gold anniversary, three months, your blood anniversary. <laughs> Honey, we, we've, we've been together for so long, we can now give blood. That's horrific. That is absolutely horrible. So basically, the options are um, stay celibate for three months, settle down into a long relationship, and you know, I, I don't want to misquote the NHS guidelines. I will. Um, I think it's appropriate to... No shortbread for slags! That is, <laughs> that is NHS policy. That's... Um, <laughs> It is weird, they don't give you enough. A biscuit is not enough, right? If I go down the right alleys and give my blood, I can get cold hard cash. Like, fuck a custard cream, I can get money. I, I just hope that there's like a, it's a proportionate sort of thing as you go, like if I donate a kidney, I'll get like a chocolate gatto or something. That's, that's all I hope, that it, it, does, it does follow suit. So I, I didn't give blood in the end. Um, so I'm, I'm, if anyone in Salisbury needs any sort of blood transfusion, I'm very sorry, uh, I couldn't contribute to that. Um, the other thing I, I kind of learned, as I say, I've been so kind of disconnected from, from Pride and stuff, uh, but what's been a massive issue the last few days is corporate Pride. Do we know about corporate Pride? Uh, basically, where companies slap a rainbow on things and then they assume that gay people are just going to be drawn to it, like, like we're children or crows. And I just like, oh, a rainbow. I'll open up a mortgage with Barclays. <laughs> now you're speaking my language. Uh, uh, they target it to, towards gay men because they're more likely to have uh, disposable income, uh, no children and all that sort of stuff. Uh, specifically gay men, not lesbians. <laughs> Two women, that's double the gender pay gap. No, thank you. <laughs> not financially viable. <laughs> yeah. That's actually why there's a stereotype about gay men and West End musicals. It's because we're the only demographic that can regularly afford it. That's all right. <laughs> that's all right. 
Uh, it's called the pink pound. They call this phenomenon the pink pound, but it's all over the world. In America, it's called the Dorothy dollar. Um, <laughs> genuinely, but you know, all over the world, you've got the, uh, the lesbo lira, uh, uh, the puff de peso. Uh, and in Saudi Arabia, it's called a death sentence. Uh, very international, international phenomenon. I, um, <laughs> I, I, I struggled to come out to my parents for a while um, uh, because, well, first of all, I'm the first gay person in my family. Uh, I'm actually descended from a long line of straight people. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, Bristol. I've done that line one or two few times before and people just don't, they don't get it, but you quick, you're quick. I like you. I like you a lot. I, um, and my brother as well, is like, he's like super straight, like overly straight, like... Maybe he's trying to hide something straight, you know? Like, he's the kind of guy that gets called boss despite never having held a managerial position. Proper, like weird, weird laddie things like walking into a room and trying to guess the size of a TV. I don't know if we've ever... What is that, 65 inches? 60, 60. Obsessing over inches is my thing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I started to come out to my parents for quite a while, but I, I, I obviously have um, uh, come out now. I came out via these shoes. No, I didn't. I, uh, <laughs> I actually, I actually came out on stage to them. That was um, not a good idea. It turned out. Never mind. Uh, well, I just thought. Well, Oh God, imagine if they heckled disowning me. I didn't, th I didn't think that through at all. What, what, what would be the worst heckle I think anyone's ever received? You're not our son anymore! Okay, <laughs> okay I've, got a, I've got a type five left, Mum, so we'll talk about this later. <laughs> oh dear. Um, I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm running out of time, but you've been absolutely uh, fantastic. I appreciate you so much for coming out and supporting uh, live comedy where it's not been um, for so long. Uh, I thought I'd just kind of uh, end on sickening earnestness. Uh, <laughs> just because if anyone's not enjoyed me in the room, at least they'll go, well, he was polite. So, uh, and that's, that's all you can ask for, really. Uh, thanks very much, King Downs Vault. I've been Andrew White. Cheers. What a polite young man. Uh, right, are you ready for your next act? Hi there, it's Abby Club. So, three, two, one. Beautiful cheering, congratulations. <laughs> I was actually a cheerleader at uni, brag. Um, but I went to a British uni, and the only thing British people cheer is when a waiter drops a tray of drinks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is like five, six, seven, eight. Hey! Who are you? I was very good at it. Um, how are we? Good? First time out, anyone? Maybe it's fine. <laughs> is it obvious? <laughs> I've become quite aware of the environment over the last year because of, you know, um, I thought I was getting quite a lot of pressure on social media to like become aware of my effects. So I looked up the environmental effects of sex because, um, you know, it's easier than giving up cheese. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I was giving up anyway. I might as well be good about it. Um, anyone else been saving the planet this year? <laughs> Do your bit! <laughs> Uh, I found out some facts. Anybody want some facts? Good. Um, <laughs> you're getting them. Uh, I found apparently.
apparently uh, condoms in the ocean. I don't know my point of view. <laughs> Stop flushing them down the toilet! <laughs> I've had two cocktails. <laughs> it's the best two in a while. Um, see you later. Uh, <laughs> no, condoms in the ocean. Apparently that's causing a decrease in the population of sea turtles. I know, sorry to bring such a downer so soon. Um, but it's really nice to know that they're practicing safe sex, isn't it? <laughs> Those male sea turtles are real conscientious. Um, you, could, you could learn a trick or two. Uh, also, apparently, the hormones in the pill that's going into the ocean. Uh, apparently, it's making fish take on more female characteristics. I know, yes. I think that makes jaws a very different film. <laughs> Like, the theme tune is already far scarier. It's just like, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm fine! How long goes. A lot less body parts wash up. It's like, I mean, I like human, but I couldn't have a whole one. Does anyone want to share a muffin top? Has anyone seen you can watch screenings of Jaws now whilst you sit in a rubber ring? in open water. <laughs> Who the fuck wants to do that? That's like watching the human centipede in a queue. Like... <laughs> fuck no. I don't know. I sometimes feel bad about the bit. I feel like as a female comedian, it's my responsibility to like dispel female stereotypes, right? But like most of them are just true. Uh, <laughs> like, you're right, fact, fact. Like, I could tell you we don't always go to the toilet in twos, but sometimes we go as six pet, like in a group of six, that's why. Um, like, I think a stereotype is that women, uh, female friendship groups are very supportive, nurturing, caring groups to be a part of. Um, and they are, okay, they are. Like, if my friend needs anything, I, I will drop whatever I'm doing, like a drop a hat. But if I'm p posting a group photo to social media, those bitches can go fuck themselves, right? <laughs> that is all about me. <laughs> like, my friend could be shitting in the mud reading a copy of my camp. If I look good in it, <laughs> if I look good in it, I'm fucking posting it. My friend's like, Abby, please, let's burn all down the left side as, my, as a child. I'm like, I don't care, Becca, this is my good side. Stand in the middle. <laughs> We're like sunflowers with elbows just looking for light. Like, <laughs> this is my side. This you can always tell who's most willing to compromise in a, in a group situation, because she's always stood in the middle, right? <laughs> she is, we all know her. She bought the drinks tonight, even though she's driving. Uh, you probably owe her money just for the therapy she's given you. You're always telling her to stand up for herself, but nah, no, not with you. Uh, <laughs> we all know her, we know her. She's usually the tallest. She always holds, holds the phone for the group selfie as well, right? The group's walking selfie stick. Is it you? <laughs> is it you? Right, and it's like, there's three of us, Katie, it's not a whole school photo. Like, I think we, we become like useless little T-Rexes. <laughs> just like, I just, I can't, I can't, guys, you're gonna squeeze in. I just, guys, I just can't, and you'll just like look to the gentle Brachiosaurus you like hang out with you. <laughs> Can you imagine if in Jurassic World, instead of killing all the Brachiosauruses, they made them take all the group photos? <laughs> It'd be so much more cruel. Um, I feel like I've lost the men here. 
because the only time you guys take group selfies is when one of you's passed out. Um, <laughs> but basically, we don't like taking the group selfie because it's impossible to take it without looking like a squirrel that's photobombed a bunch of tourists, right? <laughs> like three quarters of the frame just taken up by your chin, right? It's, it's impossible. It's impossible to do. I'm just going to refer to my notes. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. For herself in a group photo, right? It's why we always pose with our arms behind each other so we can stab each other in the back. Um, <laughs> and then they're like, let's do a silly one. <laughs> let's do a silly one, right? Which which directly translates to I just want to look that I can't, I want I want to show that I can't look ugly even if I try. Um, it's always this, it's just like <laughs> I suppose just like what is that? That they might as well just be put dick here. <laughs> They do a peace sign, it means I can take two. <laughs> Girls are just freaking out now because they're like, shit, that's on my story right now. <laughs> Comedy night. <laughs> and then you get kicked out by the two best friends of the group, just being like, no, we need to take our, we need to do our pose, our pose, our special best friend pose that you're not part of. We need to do our pose, it's so silly, it's so quirky. We do it in every, every single photo. Spoiler, it's just a piggyback. Um, <laughs> it's not original. I convinced myself, though, I convinced myself that I didn't care about this stuff, though. Like, I've never felt the need to post an Instagram versus reality to show I have a personality. Um, like, I'll do a double chin pic, sure, I'm not bored. Um, but look, I, I thought I didn't, I didn't care until my friend checked with me before she posted a photo. I know. <laughs> I, I, I cried. I'd never known friendship like it. I was like, I'm so sorry about that Mein Kampf thing. I just looked so good. <laughs> but this is the thing. Is she gave me the power of veto. You, like, it was a big mistake. That's like asking your nan to comment on your career. Like, you can't put that genie back in the bottle. <laughs> I've tried. She's a very large woman. Oh, we should stop wearing that bikini. Um, <laughs> this thing. Like, nah, I don't care, I'm different, I'm, what, nah, like, show me the last ten photos on your photo roll, I bet it's ten versions of the same photo. <laughs> it's like, people on social media like, you don't know my story, I'm like, yeah, I checked it, it's the same photo, uh, just with a new post sticker. <laughs> Alright, that's just me, that's just me, that's fine. Do you remember when these photos turn up though, these fucking terrible group photos, on your fucking birthday? Right? You know, you know the one day a year where everyone makes you feel really special about po like by posting really fit pictures of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they just it just like you just happen to be in or in the near vicinity of crying in the corner, vomiting into your hands. Happy birthday! I got it was my birthday last week and I got tagged in a photo um, of of them in a swimsuit <laughs> that I'd just taken. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Nan, what did I tell you about the bikini? <laughs> and Mother's Day is also a really good opportunity now to post fit pictures of yourselves. Um, like, your mum isn't even on Instagram, Erin. Uh, people, like, we now, we now post really fit pictures of our mum when she was young. Uh, like, we're just bragging about our possible genealogy now. <laughs> like, this is what I could have looked like if mum hadn't settled. Um, <laughs> Happy Mother's Day! <laughs> I spent a lot of time with my mum over lockdown, because this is the other. Um, photos have to always be candid now. Candid. Do we know what candid is? Um, yeah, it, ba it basically means you have to act like you don't know the photo's happening, despite it being deeply planned, right? 
planned it, if you will. Um, and I had to I had to train my mum up. Basically, it means you have to keep it constantly in motion, but in complete silence. <laughs> it's the most disturbing thing to walk in on. It's just a load of women exhaling, just like. <sighs> You've never found each other funnier. Um, <laughs> and I, I had to train my mum up to be my photographer over lockdown because I moved back in with her. And uh, moved back, I was already there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shh, let's pretend, let's pretend. Um, and like, I'd go for a walk with her and I hadn't like, had any attention that day. So I'd be like, <laughs> mum, can you, can you take a photo? And I'd, I'd take up my position and I'd begin my contemporary dance solo of planned moves, right? <laughs> Like the fake walk, the fake laugh, the fake sense of self-esteem. Um, <laughs> and I gave that woman fucking angles, right? I gave her levels. I was ducking, I was diving, I was up, I was down, and that was just the emotional breakdown. And, and at the end of it, I, like, I wiped the sweat from my brow, and I was like, Mum, do you think you've got it? And she's like, no, I was waiting for you to stand still. <laughs> Could kill her. I, I mean, I don't blame her. Like, I remember when you used to have to wait two weeks to find out that every single one of your holiday photos was just a blurred photo of your thumb. Like, you got one chance at a photo and you probably fucked it up, right? Whereas now I take at least 100 photos for one shot. Do you know how many disposable cameras that is? <laughs> Too many. But, like, this is the thing. At least when I was... You, you can only pick one now as well. You take 100, you can only pick one. At least when I was 14, I could upload every single photo to a Facebook album called Photoshoot, right? <laughs> <laughs> one night. One amazing night. Whole album, right? Now you have to pick one, max four. If you post 10, you're a psychopath. Um, but this is, like, it's the norm now. Like, kids grow up with it. I was with my nephew the other day. My nephew is two years old, right? And he did something very cute. He put his tiny little feet in my shoes. And everybody freaked the fuck out. <laughs> they were like, take a picture! Capture it! This will never happen again! Capture the moment! <laughs> and so I did. I, I took some... I've got my camera out. And the boy posed. Like, multiple poses. He was like, boom, boom, <laughs> boom. Like, it's, it's better than me. And I kid you not, when I was done, he came round... And he went, let's have a look. <laughs> <laughs> Two fucking years old! Um, I've gone over, so I can't give you a finishing joke. Maybe I will. Um, all right. I, I <laughs> Alex got excited then. He was like, oh, fuck's sake. Um, I, I know, I've realised I am growing up, right? Because um, what I look for in a man is change. Because uh, I used to be attracted to Simba from The Lion King. <laughs> Yeah, his boyish charm and amazing hair. Like, <laughs> that moment in Akuna Matata, just the dog setting me off, to be honest, at the back of the room. <laughs> that moment in... That moment in Akuna Matata, when he transforms from boy to man, like... <laughs> just did things to me. Um, but now I'm just attracted to him, because he owns a lot of land. <laughs> because I thought I saw John Cleese outside. It's just an old man. That's our first break. Um, so yeah, go, go to the bar, support the pub, have a few drinks. I'm also, I'm 
people in the back, people coming in. We're, we're here every Sunday. I'm mean, come back, book tables, we'd love to have you. Cheers, and we'll see you in the second section. Ladies and gentlemen and everyone else, please welcome back to the stage your host, Alex Kitson. Wow, wait, this is the, the, the energy is too much. Um, <laughs> it's a long night. Um, no, keep it up, you're absolutely. I hope you're in a good first session. You guys are absolutely amazing. I, I, I really didn't really introduce myself at the start. Um, I, I, I just came on and uh, said, I've abused you lot, said I bang chickens, and then, and then admitted to throw up on the side of the end of today. That was, uh, that was the whole intro. Um, yeah, my name is Alex Kitson. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Devon's only Jewish person. Yeah, so, yeah. I, um, yeah, no, I, I think people could, people could use my tell because they've got quite stereotypical ideas of both things. Like they've got an idea in their head about people from, you know, from Jewish people, and then everyone from Devon they think is just like a farmer. Uh, but I don't see why Jews can't be farmers. Like, like I, 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 I don't see what part of driving a combine necessitates a foreskin. <laughs> And, like, and you really think about it, like, Jews and farmers have got like, quite a lot in common, like they both wear flat caps. Yeah. yeah. Like some of them get a bit cross about what lands theirs. Uh... <laughs> 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 I haven't read the news, what's going on? <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. and, uh, and, and actually, you've got a, you know, Jews read backwards because they're Hebrew, but farmers do that too, but it's more an IQ thing sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, that's that, that, that's, a, that's a joke, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've forgotten how to do it. It's, uh, I, I can't remember. Yeah. Well, cheers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's my boss. <laughs> yeah. uh, King's Dad, boss. <laughs> um, oh, I, 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 I want to talk about how I've got fuck all money. Because um, I, I went to the pandemic here a student, I, basically I just graduated uni, and I used to think I knew what bring broke meant. I used to be like, oh, you know what's expensive? You know what's expensive? Cheese. Isn't cheese really expensive? You know what I think it's expensive now? Council tax. Fuck the council! I cannot tell you guys are politically. What's uh, Let's put the statue back up. I don't know why. <laughs> That statue of Poseidon, I'm like, you've got five more minutes. Yeah, but yeah, but I, I, I basically, the time I see it most is when um, I go shopping for because I still eat meat. Sorry, um, <laughs> but like, I go, I go shopping for chicken, and I at the start of this year, I was like, right, I'm gonna, okay, I still eat meat, whatever. Um, but um, <laughs> I said that in my head, and, um, and um, I said, "Well, I'm only gonna I'm gonna buy meat stuff. I'm gonna buy like good meat. I'm gonna buy like organic. I'm gonna buy like the, the nice stuff, like the, so they've had a happy life." I think that's I think that's morally right. And I went to the supermarket and saw a chicken that was 18 pounds. I went, "What? Uh, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> 18 pounds for a chicken? Like this chicken's earning more than me? What? I, I don't. <laughs> it's so you sort of compromise and you walk down the supermarket aisle." And then you sort of realise that what you're doing is trying to find a chicken 
that's been abused enough for your budget. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, oh no, seven pounds. <laughs> no, no. And then like, and then gets the end of the aisle. They're like two pounds. At, at, at the top end of the aisle, like they've got like a nice bio about where they come from. There's like a description of the farm, like probably the name of the chicken. And, like, <laughs> the, like the two pound chicken at the end is just got a stamp that says, "Don't ask any questions." <laughs> we'll tell you no lies. Yeah, and they, yeah, they usually give it like a fake name, like 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 Woods Farm or something. Like that, which I think is a qu quite a nice uh, name for what is definitely just like a killing machine outside the <laughs> uh, <laughs> But but sometimes I'm, I, I, I get to the end, and like it's been, it's been a tricky um, month. Like I, I can't find. I, oh, I missed a bit. But, uh, it's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't deserve that. Um, <laughs> I, I come here to test you out. And, uh, and if you think that you made a mistake, I'll, I'll walk on to some. Uh, I, I don't play the glee club. But, um, <laughs> um, like somewhere with a page, sorry. And, uh, and, and I'll be like, oh, I forgot, isn't that charming? And they'll be like, we have a babysitter. What are you talking about? So do we. You got a babysitter? Chicken's not, not cheap enough like this, this this week, and yeah, and you sort of go. I imagine it's kind of like I I I have never done it, like getting like a sex worker because um, <laughs> because at the, at the, the top end you got your high class like escort scenarios. They're like oh yeah, but they're really expensive, and then so I, I want the chicken escort, um, no, but then you have to compromise and you end up with chicken strippers. That's. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, we all got for it. We got for it. <laughs> and that's what we want. That's uh, <laughs> tolerable comedy. That's, uh, that's why I'm renaming this night. <laughs> um, I've got more dog shit, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll save, that, save that for later. Are you ready for your first act of the section? <laughs> Home because it makes me look really cool, guys. 
Um, yeah, so Zelenial, you know, I, I'm, 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 in, I'm into the apps, into the applications, as I like to call them. Don't know if you know what an app is. If you have a phone, it's on there. Um, I'm also a Sagittarius. Don't know if you can tell. You definitely can't, because I'm a Virgo rising. Um, but yeah, the reason I know I'm a Sagittarius, you know, like a little pony fiery girl. Wow, kablam, nay. That's meant to be a bow, guys. I'm dyspraxic, <laughs> don't make fun. Um, the reason I know I'm a Sagittarius is because of an application um, called CoStar. Does anyone know what CoStar is? Yeah. yeah, if you don't know what CoStar is, it's basically an app that bullies you. Um, so you put in like what time you were born, where you were born, 98, basic stoke. Um, <laughs> And then it's like, you're never going to find love. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I have CoStar. I love CoStar. I love it so much. I just love her, love her. Oh, my God, exceptional. Love her. Do you know why I love her? Because she doesn't fucking matter, but I let her guide my life. Um, and basically what, what CoStar does, it's like a fun little thing. You open it up and it's like, oh, my God, you're having trouble in love and sexuality and thinking and creativity and your life. <laughs> and I'm like, so true, bestie, so true. Oh, my God, you see me, you know me, you see me. Um, and what I love most about CoStar is every day it gives you a little motif, which is like a little play on the word motif, because you don't notice it at first, but it guides the whole narrative, guys. Guides the whole narrative. And um, I thought I'd, thought I'd tell you a few of my favourites. Um, so when I say these, if you could just imagine, like, the sparkle emoji on either side. <laughs> on the same page? On the same page, guys. Exceptional. We love to see it. So, <clears throat> no more poetry in your notes app. <laughs> so true, bestie! I need to stop writing haikus! Oh. Another favourite of mine is, um, are you looking for confusion? <laughs> I don't know. I'm so confused, am I? Um, my personal favourite, which I got the other day, um, which is quite fitting for what's going on right now. Bread isn't performance. <laughs> it's nourishment, guys. What does that mean? What does that mean? Like, I get, like, oh my god, get this bread, but also, I like a good toasty. Like, why are you trying to judge me, Coastal? What's going on? I thought we were friends. We were in pictures together. <sighs> Crumbs is all I say to that. Crumbs is all I say to that. But I've, I've got to the point now where I'm like, I don't need you, Coastal. I'm going off on my own. I'm living my life. I'm 22. I've got glasses and a nose ring and short hair. Who am I? I don't know! Um, so I got to that point and I'm like, Coastal, I don't need you. I didn't uninstall it because we've been through a lot together. I just let it kind of... Let it kind of sit until it had to be re-downloaded. <laughs> we all know the feeling. And then the other day I was like, hey, I haven't seen her in a while. So I re-downloaded her, I clicked on the little, the little moon, it's 
to Moon, guys, find me. I'm Libby Newman 37. 37 has no reference to my life. I don't like that number. I don't think about it a lot unless I'm talking to my Uncle Steve. He's a lovely man. He works in recruitment, so is he? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, um, I clicked on her. I really downloaded it. And um, she, she sent me a little notif. And she said, don't forget to stretch. Which, to be fair, don't forget to stretch, guys. <laughs> Cheers, thank you so much. You've been so lovely. Enjoy the rest of your evening. shouting while you guys are cheering and, uh, and you guys obviously can't hear me because you're human beings with normal ears and, and then I do things like this where I just puncture all the atmosphere that I've ever actually created. Um, a little insight, a little peek behind on your curtain. Um, anywho, sorry, this, this is poor. Uh, this is bad, this is bad. Anyone marking me at the back? This is bad hosting. Um, but no, you're okay. Um, should I do a bit about the gay baby? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got, okay, it, it, it's not as bad as it sounds. It's actually, oh, I fucked it now, because you're going to be suspicious. Um, basically, I'll, I'll try and buy a bit. Um, basically, I mean, I, I've, got, I've got a nephew, right, and my, um, and my, my sister and uh, my brother-in-law um, are raising it because um, they're, they're against uh, compulsory heterosexuality. So, um, so that's like when you like we raise kids to be sort of assuming they're straight, and they're against that. So they're like trying to, you know, they're like, oh, can you not make any assumptions? Um, which is great. I think I'm really for that. I, but the problem is I, can't, I haven't stopped thinking about whether this baby's gay or not. Um, like I, 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 I don't know. Like there's, I, I'm trying to work it out. Like because it could be. I, I've forgotten all the bits. Um, <laughs> and, and, and the tension. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh yeah, I don't know. Honestly, you say the statues go, go, should go back up just once as a joke, and everyone thinks you're an answer. Um, no, that's all right. It's um, it's um, I mean, this is supposed to bring the atmosphere up, and it's really not working. Um, how are you guys? You right? <laughs> Sorry. I mean, this is. You don't get much duller than this. This is not entertaining, is it? Manly <laughs> putting through. Um, yeah. I think I'll tell you about the gay babies another time. <laughs> I can't up now, though. <laughs> like, no one wants to hear it, but they feel like they can't. Yeah. I feel like I've cupped you all. Um, I imagine. <laughs> I've, I've never done any cucking. <laughs> That was the bit I reserved. Uh, oh yeah, I think you could be gay. Because the signs are there, like women like having him at brunch, <laughs> with, like dungarees. <laughs> he goes to bed every night with a bear. I don't know. Uh, and sometimes I think he's straight because he's kind of gross. Like he burps like he loves boobs. Like, so like, um, like, I thought about it, actually I think he's bi. Um, because like he does all of the above, but his dad just thinks it's a phase. <laughs> Not worth it. Not worth it. <laughs> I 
and not the atmosphere of Priya Upper. Yeah. Anyway, you know what? I'll do some proper jokes. No, I realised I had bad body body image the other day because I saw some abs. And I was like, oh, I want them, I want them, I want them. Um, and Lyra's there on a horse. <laughs> uh, have you guys seen a horse? Yeah. They're fucking ripped, mate. I, uh, I want to be a horse. I think every man secretly wants to be a horse. Like, why would you, horse got every single thing I want. It's got like, like, like awesome abs, like cool hair, like giant cock. Posh girls are riding on the weekends. <laughs> All the ketamine you want, are you listening to me, Bristol? I, uh, you make sure wear like a nose back for your favorite snack. Like, <laughs> Tell me that's not the dream. Um, all right, right, guys, are you ready for your next act? Hello. Uh, my name's Phil, uh, and I genuinely once had a job interview at 11 a.m. on the 11th of November. Walking in through the door at the exact same time as a bugle sounded to indicate the start of two minutes of silence. <laughs> if you're picture that for a moment, I'm sure we can all agree. Intently staring into the eyes of a complete stranger in silence is a really awkward way to start off anything. In hindsight, the two minutes where I couldn't speak was the best part of the interview. Uh, still got the job though, so I think creepy must have been what they were looking for. Um, but I didn't stay working for Harvey Weinstein for too long. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I'm probably sick of Harvey Weinstein jokes by now, aren't they? Me too. So, uh, a bit about myself, uh, I'm an unhealthy person. Uh, I tried a lot of things to, to kind of change that over the years. Um, tried out Weight Watchers for a bit. Problem with Weight Watchers obviously is how long it takes waiting around for your turn at the weigh-in. Uh, but I discovered that you can clear that queue pretty quickly with just a well-timed phone call. If you set your ringtone to an ice cream van jingle, so... <laughs> good tip. Um, tried getting myself into a good routine, that every day without fail, hit the gym, hit the weights, hit the pool. And people thought that those names were the coolest thing I'd do to those kids. <laughs> Uh, we tried to get healthy again recently, ordered a whole load of healthy food to be delivered from the supermarket. Um, obviously, if on the day that they're delivering, anything is out of stock, they're supposed to provide you with a suitable alternative. Uh, I came to discover that Asta's idea of a suitable alternative, not quite the same as mine. Um, I had a delivery that went thusly. Uh, you ordered one cos lettuce. We substituted with one iceberg lettuce. Fair enough. You ordered spinach. We substituted with one iceberg lettuce. <laughs> you ordered cucumber. We substituted with one iceberg lettuce. I'm gonna spare you all 11 substitutions, you probably get the idea. Um, needless to say, I now have a fridge with enough iceberg in it to sink the fucking Titanic. <laughs> Mostly just glad that toilet paper wasn't out of stock that day, because I think I know what they would have seen as a super alternative to wipe with. Uh, love to gamble. Gamble so much friends and family think I might have a problem. Keep threatening to send me to Gamblers Anonymous. I bet they won't. Uh, 
a gamble, but I'm not a very lucky person. Uh, you tell people that, someone always inevitably says, well, you make your own luck. Uh, unfortunately, my gambling has taught me that I make luck much the same as I make love. Uh, it's over quickly. It costs me a fortune. And I'm prone to crying by the end. <laughs> What I'm trying to say is I tend to think of myself as unlucky in love, because that sounds a hell of a lot better than thoroughly unfuckable. <laughs> but our reaction is more offensive than the last. <laughs> as an example of how unlucky in love I am, um, back in the old days where you could travel internationally, I was, uh, I was once in a bar trying to flirt a little bit with a German girl. Now, I speak some German, uh, as an example, uh, I know that there are around half a dozen different words in German for why. Sounds weird to us, right? Six different ways to say why. But given their history, it's probably not a bad thing to be overly skeptical about motive. <laughs> always found German to be quite a fascinating language. Uh, I've always loved the term Schadenfreude, the idea of taking pleasure in someone else's misery. Uh, I always find it weird that we don't have a word for that in English. I can only think it's because we're too busy taking pleasure in our own misery. <laughs> How else do you explain a nation of people who enjoy queuing quite so much, or who elect Boris Johnson? So, uh, my favourite German word, though, a friend from Berlin once told me this word, uh, hanger, which effectively is a way of telling someone that they're letting themselves down by not drinking enough alcohol. <laughs> now, I love any nation of people who have a need to convey that sentiment so often that they've condensed it down to a single word. <laughs> That is German efficiency. <laughs> so I was in a, in a bar trying to flirt with this German girl using what we've established is, is not fluent German. Uh, she offered to buy me a drink. Uh, I wanted to decline, can't really handle my alcohol anymore. I thought, what a perfect opportunity. I'll use my favourite German word, hanger. It's a nine, kind of beer, it should be a hanger. Sounds pretty smooth, right? Thinking this story probably ends back at her place. <laughs> Turns out the word hanger means something very different in the part of Germany that she was from. Uh, Turns out from her perspective, that conversation went, Hey, would you like a beer? No, no beer for me. I can't get an erection. <laughs> Anyone who laughed at that, that experience that you're um, currently, currently uh, experiencing is uh, Schadenfreude. <laughs> Germans do always seem to really love that story though. I'm thinking I might maybe publish it for the German market. I just need a good catchy title. Uh, I don't know the translation, but I'm thinking my struggle would be quite good. <laughs> But so I, I, didn't, um, I didn't get lucky that night. Uh, whenever my luck's out, uh, I just tried to, to kind of keep my spirits up with that old glass half full saying, you know, whenever life gives you lemons, as the substitute's done for one iceberg lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but not quite as liberal as Bristol. 
Uh, we're liberal in the way that like, we've just discovered oat milk and uh, we call our graffiti street art. Um, it's sort of like polite liberal. I feel like if Exeter was a politician, it might be Keir Starmer. You know, slightly liberal, but useless. Um, nobody really wants us here. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, we, we have protests in Exeter sometimes, actually. Do you remember when you guys did that really good uh, Kill the Bill protest where you actually like, made some noise and stuff? Well, we have one in Exeter, too. And it was just sort of five people standing around with a placard saying, Kill the Bill! No worries if not. Um, and uh, I, I like Exeter, so I'm, as you can tell, I'm enjoying being in Bristol because I see myself as a bit of a liberal. You probably see me as a Tory in sheep's clothing. And um, actually, as a child, I used to be a Tory. Um, I don't really know like what a child Tory does. Um, all I can tell you is uh, I used to call the bus the peasant wagon. Uh, I invested my lunch money in offshore funds. Uh, and one time I stopped a protest to let the girls wear trousers because I just love tradition, goddammit. Um, but then I got to like 17, 18, and uh, I realized that nobody fancies a Tory. Um, so I started carrying a Hessian backpack around. And, uh, and I, I started shouting things like, seize the means of production! Uh, because, you know, capitalism allows the colonel to keep his recipe secret, and I think fried chicken belongs to everybody. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, over, over, over the last year, I've had a, a bit of time to think. I'm not really sure why, but um, I sort of decided that I wanted a career in journalism and uh, shortly began to realise that journalism, like many other industries, is really nepotistic. And um, I started to pitch to a few publications and um, I didn't really get anywhere, so I pitched to Tatler and they were like, oh, sorry. Do you have a history of your family tree? And like, we'll need a we'll need a picture of your weekend house and and, and your servant's first name. Um, and then I, I was like, okay, I'll try BuzzFeed. And uh, BuzzFeed got back to me, and they were like, here's seven reasons BuzzFeed won't be hiring you. It's all to do with the fact we don't know who you are. And I was like, fine, right. What next? I was like, oh, I don't really like it, but I like the style section, so I'll go for the Daily Mail. And um, I sent this really lovely pitch off to the Daily Mail, and they were like, sorry, we only hire bigots. <laughs> and I was like, that's fine. You can hire me, I've got a big gut. <laughs> that's literally my favorite joke. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I put on like, lots of people, I put on lots of weight in the last year. Uh, I was actually, I was coming back from London the other day and I was running for the train, I was quite late, and I just sort of got into the first seat that I found and that happened to be a priority seat. I don't know about anyone else, if you sit in a priority seat, you sort of just sort of press your head against the window and hope nobody comes past. But um, a blind man and his wife walked onto the train and um, I nearly sat there and pretended to be asleep. And um, all of a sudden I was like, you're not a Tory anymore, Charlotte, you have a conscience. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh, it's fine, you know, you can, you can have my seat. And she was like, oh no, it's fine, love, you know, we'd never take a seat from a pregnant woman. Um, <laughs> And you know, I find that really hard because all my friends are pregnant and I hate them. 
Um, and like, I don't really know how they're doing it. Like, I've been with my boyfriend for five years and we've like never had a pregnancy scare. I think it's like, I'm either infertile or it's proof the pulling out method works. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been going to lots of baby showers. So that's been lots of fun. Um, I've forgotten what I'm doing. Um, just thinking about these baby showers. Um, and all my friends are like really fatty with their pregnancy, so they'll have like doulas. I don't know if you guys in Bristol, you guys know what a doula is. Um, it's like a pregnancy partner that helps you. But they're all going like one step further and uh, making their mums their doulas. And so their mums are there whilst they're in labour. And I don't know about you, but I couldn't think of anything worse than having my mum in labour with me. You'd just be there pushing and she'd be like, come on, Charlotte, try a bit harder than that. <laughs> and the baby would come out, she'd be like, oh, that's a shame, it's got your eyes. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave you with that because I forgot my watch and I can't tell the time. Um, but thank you so much. Uh, you've all been lovely. And uh, see you soon. <laughs> Next week, Ricky Macinda, you're absolutely lovely. So, for the final time of this section, you're absolutely wild. Go crazy, Mr. Ricky Macinda! Hello, Bristol. How the fuck are we? It's good to be here in Bristol. The only place I once saw someone leave a protest early because their drug dealer wasn't picking up the phone. You <laughs> budget degenerates. But you know, I was actually born in Zimbabwe. Uh, are there any Zimbabweans in tonight? <laughs> That's Greg. That's Greg. He's from Harare, actually. Yeah. No, he's not. He's a white man from Bristol, I think. <laughs> I, I, I think. I'm not sure. I'm, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm from Zimbabwe. And it's weird when you come from a third world country to a first world one. It's like travelling into the future. Like, I remember my mum came to the UK before us and she was blown away by how futuristic it was. She was like, the British are years ahead of us, even in their food. Like they don't eat crisps in a bag. Instead, their crisps are woven together perfectly in a tube. <laughs> it was only years later that I realized but that's not that futuristic. Zimbabwe just hadn't figured out Pringles yet. <laughs> to this day, they still haven't, man. They still haven't. <laughs> you know, I work for the NHS. Any NHS workers in here? Wow. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if that was a cheer for me or a cheer for yourself there, but, but I mean, clap for carers, I guess. Um, yeah, I work, I work for the NHS, and I love working in the NHS. When you work for the NHS, you get a lot of respect outside the hospital, right? But inside, it's a completely different story. Inside, this one time, I was helping this guy out, and completely unprompted, he just shat in my hand. <laughs> my completely open, ungloved hand. <laughs> You do not know the disrespect you feel when someone looks you in your eye while they shit in your hand. It's true, man, it's true. You know? It's true, it's true. I, I, I love the job. Um, you know, it's been a weird, weird year for me, you know, because my sister's just had a baby. Um, oh, that usually gets a clap, but I guess not from you cold motherfuckers. <laughs> I literally, I just realised, it's like, I just realised, I've just so naturally said that so many times, and I pause, waiting for a clap, and it's just, there we go. But anyway, my sister just had a baby. Thank you, thank you. That's how you get them on side. But, um, 
my sister's had a baby and it's weird, you know. Like, her having a kid made me realize that the mother-child relationship is unlike any other in the world. Does anyone have any kids in here? Any kids? Yeah. Yo, so you'll get this, man, you'll get this. Like, my niece puts my sister through so much stuff and she still loves her. Stuff that if you did, there's no way anyone would like you. Stuff that's enough to ruin any other relationship. Like, no matter how close I am to my best friend, I still can't suck his nipple. <laughs> These are facts. These are all facts. But if you still don't believe me, I feel we've got to rapport tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We've grown to like each other. We have a relationship. Now imagine how much of that goodwill I would lose if I just took a shit right now. <laughs> Seems like I've lost a little bit of it just by being <laughs> But imagine if I did what literally all babies do and took a shit in public and did nothing about it until you all changed me. <laughs> yeah, there's no way I could bring this back from that. I mean, I look after my niece a lot. I love looking after her, she's really cute. But because of the time I spent with her, I've had to start doing a lot of stuff that is unbecoming of someone my age. Like, I'm a pretty laid back guy, it takes a lot to upset me. But because of the time I spent with my niece, I've met one person in this entire world that I wish death upon. One person that I truly, truly hate. And it's that bitch, Peppa Pig. <laughs> you guys know Peppa Pig? It's a show for kids. The theme song is Peppa Pig. Okay, <laughs> 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 okay, I'll write down that one really well. Um, <laughs> I used to think that kids shows were educational, right? But kids shows don't teach kids anything. Like Peppa Pig is just colors and counting. And kids need more than that. Because after 17 episodes about the number blue, <laughs> I started hoping for an episode about where bacon comes from. <laughs> it's true, man, it's true. Like, kids' shows, they don't teach kids anything. They don't, they don't. And it's not that I hate these shows. I just think, I think it's important what we show kids, you know, they deserve good morals. And a lot of the time, most kids' shows don't even have that. Like, in this one episode of Peppa Pig, right, Peppa and her friends get their faces painted like tigers. Now what lesson a kid's meant to take from that? Because to me, that looks like a bunch of middle-class animals getting their faces painted and pretending to be an endangered minority <laughs> whose experience they can't possibly understand. Now is that me? Well, just make a metaphor about doing blackface. It's kind of true. It's all fun and games, but Terry Tiger wasn't invited. <laughs> Man, kids shows, they don't teach kids anything. They don't, they don't. Like, kids need a show that can teach them real life lessons, you know? Like, I'm in uni now, and uni was a real tough time for me. I wish there was a show that could have taught me stuff that I needed to know, right? Like, Peppa Pig could be a vehicle for teaching kids about difficult stuff. But how would Peppa deal with the peer pressure of doing drugs at uni, for example? <laughs> Peppa Pig. <laughs> students in the room? Any students? Oh, oh, hey, hey, the rest of you tax-paying people. <laughs> Try living off the government for once. Um, and, you know, it's weird, it's weird, it's weird being a student because like, something that I hate the most about students is how sometimes we take ourselves so seriously and we protest everything. Like one of my friends, right, one of these people who always yells at strangers for not wearing a mask. He thinks he's got it all figured out. He's a fucking mess. <laughs> yeah, sure, he's always worn a mask so he's never caught COVID. 
But because he's a student, he's never worn a condom. So instead he caught a baby. <laughs> I mean, it's better than chlamydia, I guess. But imagine the audacity of giving people life advice when you spent your freshest week comparing nappy prices. <laughs> no judgment, no judgment, no judgment at all. It's up to him how he lives his life. But he was such a bellend in first year, such a bellend in first year. Like, I remember he had this girlfriend, right, um, who was a vegan and a feminist. And um, she made him go vegan, right? And he was such a bell. And this one time they got into an argument in front of us and it was so uncomfortable because he was annoyed at her for the most bell and vegan possible. Basically, he was annoyed at her because after blowjob she would never swallow. How fucked is that? It's awful, isn't it? It's awful, it's awful. He was such a bell. But so was I. Because I completely misinterpreted the reason why they were arguing. I was like, it's not fair, is it? It's an unfair expectation that clearly goes against everything she believes in. Obviously she's gonna spit that out. There's no way swallowing that is vegan. <laughs> but I don't care how plant-based his diet is now. It's not like he's making almond cum. <laughs> that joke. <laughs> that joke. That started with the word almond cum on a piece of paper. And I was like, okay. So I'm gonna invent a friend. <laughs> most about being a student is like, it gives you this rare opportunity to study a new species in its natural habitat. The rich student. <laughs> now the rich student is a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense, a lot of stuff. Like one of my best friends, right, he's a Muslim, she doesn't drink alcohol. That's fair enough, that's his choice. Where things get a little bit confusing is, because he's a Muslim, he doesn't drink alcohol. But because he's a rich student, he snorts cocaine instead. <laughs> now I've never read the Quran. <laughs> God gave you one mouth and two nostrils. <laughs> you know the worst thing is? The worst thing is he once told me that during Ramadan, he's having lines of coke to help suppress his appetite. And I'll let you guys sit on that thought. <laughs> I mean, give him a sit though, it's been nice guys. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, Deliveroo, 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we're this next act, um, this next act comedy, you'll find us on Facebook. And if you want to book tickets for this, because this was no, a fully sold out night, so if you want to get tickets for next week, I mean, go talk to your agent at the bar or message the page on Facebook. Get, I mean, get tickets for next week because we'd love to have you fall back. But we've got another section, we've got two fantastic final acts for you. So yeah, don't go anywhere, go buy some drinks, I'll see you in a bit. Kitson, whatever, let's go <laughs> um, and, uh, and you go, you expect it to be where the penis is. <laughs> it's not. I, I, uh, it's a bit further down. You've got like fucking tunnel like Indiana Jones. Uh, uh, like, like some kind of escape hatch. Like, I, I know this might sound a bit, uh, if I was a shit, I wouldn't know which way to go. Like of you. Uh, <laughs> unnecessary, to be honest. Unnecessary. 
but yeah, yeah, fuck it. Anyway, uh, embarrassing medical conditions. That's where I'm going to go. I've got a couple, that's why I said that. Uh, 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 oh, yeah. Oh, I know what's coming. Um, yeah, I, I have got a couple of med uh, embarrassing medical conditions. I, I tell you what, uh, I have never... I have never had the desire to have them broadcast on fucking Channel 4, I tell you that. <laughs> How the fuck are they booking that show? There's some dodgy G. Have you seen this? Embarrassing Bodies, it's called, because they're cunts. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's insane to me that that is a real thing, to be honest. Uh, but I assume they, they, must, they must have it in with some GPs, you know what I mean? That, that has to be how that programme starts, like, you know. Uh, well, uh, uh, there's good news and bad news, madam. Um, uh, you have what we call a shattered vagina. Um, but the good news is you're going to be a star. <laughs> we'll have you on Love Island in six months. You'll be reap. You'll be reap. Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I, I've got, I've got, I've got an embarrassing moment. It's a bit, it's a bit lame, though, uh, and I know it's lame because it, it doesn't really sort of inspire any like sympathy uh, or, or even any horror. To be honest, it's of it's no use to anyone. Don't worry, it's not catching, boys. <laughs> just a bit dull, to be honest. It's a bit dull, and I know my embarrassing medical condition is a bit dull, uh, because if you search for eczema on Pornhub, you get zero results. <laughs> Do you know how fucking hard it is to get zero results for a medical condition on Pornhub? <laughs> I tried for an hour for this bit. Uh, <laughs> I did. I did. Liver failure, jaundice bitch gets railed on life support. That's real. That's real. That's on there. Right? That's, that's, that, you could check after the show. Uh, right? that's, that is real. Stump fuckers, that's a series. <laughs> In three parts. Fuck <laughs> off. It is, it is tricky though. It's, I tell you what, uh, yeah, name, name me a medical condition, right? I'll tell you some genuine pornography that exists to cater for that niche. IBS. IBS. Yes, indeed. It's called... <laughs> it's called No Need for Anal Lube. <laughs> Look them all up! Look them all up. They're on there. They are on there. Have some pasta. Let's get to it. Come on. I don't even know what that really meant, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. sort, of, sort of a hybrid with a gluten intolerance porn. Um, there you go. Anyone else? Leprosy. Lep nice. Okay. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, it's called uh, Finger Me Till You Literally Can't Anymore. <laughs> Right? 
I'm just telling you what's out there. You're pretending you don't already know. Let's, let's leave that bit behind. Um, that's done now. That's, that's done. Embarrassing medical condition number two that I am. This one requires some trust on your behalf. All right? Good. It's, it's a room that already has decided that I do not deserve that. Um, you're frightened of what's coming. But this is, my, this is my condition, so I'm going to talk about it. All right? I feel that that is okay. Um, when I tell you what it is, there will be an issue, all right? Uh, but I'm gonna need you to just get the fuck on board, all right? It's all good, people, it's all good. Don't worry about it, it's not that serious, it's gonna be fine. The name of my medical condition is retarded ejaculation. Now that is a fucking, that was told to me by a doctor, all right? An NHS hero, if you're not laughing at that, you're basically calling nurses cunts, all right? So have a word with yourselves, don't worry. It's in medical dictionaries, like I said, that's a real interaction I have with a human being, all right? There's no alternative term available. And I asked for one, I asked for one, all right? Well, that's what I've got. That's on the medical records that are shortly going to be sold to the highest fucking bidder, right? That's against my name. It kind of... I'm not that fussed about the fucking eczema, to be honest, right, at this point. Uh, but there you go, I have retarded ejaculation. Uh, I'm going to keep saying it um, until uh, I feel comfortable. <laughs> uh, I don't give a fuck about you people. Uh, no, I do. I do. I do. I care deeply, hence why I'm here. Uh, but right, first things first, retarded ejaculation, it doesn't mean that I jizz back up into my own body, right? Because there's a couple of you wondering, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what it means is, uh, you can't make me come. Uh, that's what, it's, what it means. Well, I can do it, I can do it, uh, but so far, everyone else has failed. Um, and yes, that is a challenge. Uh, it's hard, it's difficult, it's difficult, it is a bit of an affliction. Uh, don't worry, I still get hard, alright? Because yeah, you were worried. <laughs> I'm still there, right, let's put it this way, right? I think I can get hard in a way that no other fucking man can, to be honest. Uh, I'm 34 years old, I lost my virginity when I was 17. Uh, which is 12 for a ginger, so you can all fuck off. <laughs> So that's half my life that shag's been going on, and it's never fucking finished. <laughs> you get a little bit of an idea why I'm not a bit, you know, nice. Oh, social media, isn't it funny? <laughs> 17 years, people, that shag's been through five jobs. <laughs> It's travelled to four fucking continents, right? It's been in the vaginas of women born in three different decades. Let's not worry about which ones. <laughs> Suffice to say, I'll try fucking anything at this point. It's 70s, 80s and 90s, right? Just calm the fuck down. A few of you genuinely wondering what it's like to have sex with someone born in the 70s, isn't it? Look at you all, you young, 
cunts. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, if you're wondering, it is awesome. Uh, but it went on, and I quote, far too long. Um, but yeah, uh, there, 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 there's. Uh, look, let's get real. <laughs> Here is the sequence of events that will happen if you have a retarded ejaculation, all right? I'm gonna keep saying it till you're as desensitized as my cock. <laughs> you'll meet a lovely lady and you'll think, maybe she's the one. And I don't mean a lady you can settle down with, I mean a lady that you can come into. And I think that's fine to say with an open door when the sun's still up. <laughs> right, first of all, you think, right, there, there may be some gentlemen here that may, maybe they, they suffer with the, with the, you know, the opposite of my affliction, thinking, oh, maybe I... Maybe this guy's lucky. Wrong. Um, no one's thinking that for a start, are they? Uh, especially not the ladies, okay? Because if you're confronted with a man who simply, to your mind, refuses to ejaculate, you get quite angry with him, quite quickly. Uh, it takes about an hour and a half, all right? Here's the journey. Um, oh, this is nice. Wow, look at him go. <laughs> He must be making up for something. <laughs> this is a bit much. I'll tell you what, I'm going to try some real fucking filth. <laughs> What's wrong with this bastard? <laughs> is he trying to say something? It was class, mate. It was. <laughs> To describe this as class <laughs> suggests you live a lifestyle. I've got a problem. You do. Yeah, you do. Right. Yeah, yeah. Take it back to your caravan and shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We can try later. Uh, like, it's, it's all good, man. I can't remember where I'm at with my theoretical shag. Uh, but yeah, it, get, it gets to the filth. When the filth doesn't work, then the lady's ego arrives. Uh, and then I try to fake an orgasm. Gentlemen, you ever tried to fake an orgasm? Yes. Really? How did that go for you, my friend? Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. Here's what okay means. Why is this condom empty? <laughs> Have you Julian Assange'd me? <laughs> I haven't. Why? Yeah, it was gonna be tricky this bit, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> it is over now though, mercifully. Uh, it's nice to be able to say that for once. Um, <laughs> I apologise to Alex Gibson, I have overrun, but this time only two minutes. Uh, so yeah. uh, I'm going to go now. I'm Greg Winkle, thank you very much.
Frank Winfield, everyone. Uh, I, just what I thought, oh, you know what? I've gone a bit too dirty. Uh, <laughs> and I look up and <laughs> amazing, fucking great, amazing. Are you ready for your final act of the evening? <laughs> His name is Ollie Horney, he's absolutely fantastic. So, for the final time, if you would. Hey, hello, everybody. Uh, not sure what to do about the mask. The, uh, the head says, keep it on, but the heart says, you guys deserve to see this. So, <laughs> thank you. Uh, it's very nice to be here. Uh, first time coming to this venue. Uh, I, always, I always demand, whenever I'm asked to do a show, please, for goodness sake, please, will the amplification system be better lit than the act? And I'm so glad that they've acted on that. <laughs> thank you. That was nuts. If you don't like the look of me, but you like how my jokes sound, just look at that. Uh, <laughs> and what's nice is that this, uh, this whole night has a ticking time bomb, doesn't it? Because we know that once those candles are gone, that's it, the night's over. That's, uh, so I've got ten minutes, and so have they. Uh, <laughs> Come on! Uh, <laughs> Genuinely nice to be here, thanks so much. I am from Bristol, but I uh, sound a bit posh. Um, but don't worry, I'm not. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you can tell that I'm not posh, very simple way of telling. You can, tell I'm not, you can tell I'm not posh, because my face is still. So you know those like properly posh British people we have? You know, the ones that cause Brexit? They have, that, they have that face that's so impressed with how intelligent they are. Their own face is struggling to catch up with their exits. So they just... On TV, just constantly surprised by the state of the world, you know, just... There we go, just... The ones that are on the news going, well, I didn't know we gave Hong Kong back. These kind of... Um, so, it's not me. Um, right, I'm going to move this stool here because I am uh, going to be doing new material because that's uh, ostensibly what this night is. Um, but I am going to let you know, because it is easier for you and me, uh, that I am normally very good at this, okay? <laughs> I am. No, I am. Right? It, it would be a real shame for you uh, if this didn't go well. Um, but I'm confident if I tell you that I'm good at it, it will, okay? And that doesn't always work. I can see some, some suspicious faces. That's absolutely fine. I just want you to know that I have, at previous gigs, removed my iPhone from my pocket and Googled my own name to show suspicious audience members reviews from broadsheet newspapers that claim that I'm better than I seem, okay? <laughs> and I have got less dignity than the number of four and five star reviews that I've got, okay? So I'm happy to do that at any point. You have been warned. Um, I am good at this. I, uh, <laughs> I am. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that, uh, I think. I, uh, I've just, uh, I've not been in the UK for the pandemic. It's nice to be back. This is, this is true. Uh, I was actually in Malaysia when the pandemic started. I was out there doing gigs, because as I explained, I'm excellent. And <laughs> I was, I was out there doing gigs, uh, and I got stuck. I got stuck full and total lockdown in Malaysia. No way of getting back to the UK. It's a very British thing, isn't it, to go to that part of the world and just outstay your welcome. Uh, <laughs> very on brand. Us again, I'm back. Uh, <laughs> I did, I had about three months where I, there was nothing I could do, I could not go back to the UK. Then the borders opened and I had a big decision to make. You know, where do I want to spend this health 
crisis, right? I've never had to consider where I want to spend a pandemic before. It was a big decision to make. Do I stay in Kuala Lumpur or fly back to the UK? And I thought, well, do I really want to spend a pandemic in a developing country with crumbling medical infrastructure and no political leadership? And I thought, no, I can't go back to the UK. I'll, um, I'll stay in Malaysia where it's safe. Um, that's what I did. Uh, I really liked my time in Malaysia. I stayed there for nine months in total, which is a long time. Uh, long enough to like, properly live there. I was staying in an Airbnb. Uh, how long did I live there? Long enough to adopt a cat. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that was going to happen. Uh, I was staying at this Airbnb. One day, a little cute little kitty cat came up to my door, and uh, I didn't know what to do with it, so I just gave it some food, and it fucked off. I was like, ah, I'm a great guy. Um, then, next day, cat comes back. I was like, okay, I know what you want, and this cat knew what I was going to give it. So I gave this cat a little bit more food. Very, very happy. Cat moved on. Third day, the cat got emboldened. Right? I didn't have any experience with cats before, but this was a street cat. This, this cat was cooler than I've, I could ever be. Right? <laughs> this cat doesn't only go up to the door this time, but just strides straight into my Airbnb, just looking around as if to go, this will do. We can make this work. Yes, I think this is very me. And I, I thought, well, this cat just gave me a look as if to go, this is my apartment now. <laughs> and I felt like saying to this cat, you can't just unilaterally declare that a place is yours. And this Malaysian cat looked back at me going, bitch, please, think about what your ancestors did. <laughs> and it had a point. Um, so I did, I looked after this cute little kitty cat. Honestly, I've never, I've never been responsible for anything in my life. Genuinely, not even myself or my health. But this oh, cute woman. <laughs> You shouldn't be laughing. I'm going to talk about why I'm fat later. Um, <laughs> this cute little kitty cat. Oh, I was genuinely adorable little kitty cat. It must have been less than six months old. Just you are a delicious little kitty cat. Um, I formed an instant bond with this cat. This cat, um, the first night I, uh, I kind of looked after it, the first night it stayed, it crawled up and slept in my bed the entire night. I thought that was so sweet. I know. And the next morning, it pissed everywhere, left. <laughs> I didn't see it for five days. I thought, well, just what wonderful memories of Freshers 2010. Um, oh, reminded me of that glorious night. And I did apologise. Um, <laughs> this guy's oh, lovely little kitty cat stayed. And I was, I kind of felt responsible for it. And like, I think as men, right, we, we learn about boundaries. We learn uh, about, about how we can show affection to things based on getting things wrong. And I think a lot of men go through their life making mistakes, upsetting women, and then later learning, right? We should all just be given cats as soon as we start getting horny. Because if you want to stroke a cat and a cat doesn't want to be stroked, do you know what it does? It tells you to fuck right off, right? But it's also de but it's demanding when it does it, right? Also, I was in Malaysia, and I was not legally allowed to earn. Obviously, I did. But uh, I was not... And so I was... Like, <laughs> Zoom gigs, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> there's, a whole, <laughs> there's a whole office in Brighton that's persuaded that I called in from Bristol. It's <laughs> 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 true, this, this little kid again, I, was, I, I didn't realise that cat food is international, right? There's not like local Malaysian cat food, right? You don't like, like local Malaysian cats don't eat nasi lemak, right? They, they eat whiskers, right? And whiskers is priced internationally. Not sure if you realise this, but whiskers in the UK, it's about £1.29 for a packet. With the local rate of exchange, that's the equivalent of about the cost of a Big Mac, right? It's that properly expensive. And frankly, I was earning so little out there that I was jealous of my own cat. Because 
Not only to keep the cat, did I have to go and get it uh, a load of vaccinations. This cat is now better inoculated than I am. <laughs> but I, who was staying without a visa in Malaysia, could get my cat a cat passport. I didn't know this was a thing. There is a genuine document where, which you can get in order to take a cat out of a country. It's called a cat passport. You have to pay for it. And if anyone is looking to waste an afternoon, I can recommend nothing more uh, than sitting for six hours trying to get a passport photo of a feline. Um, <laughs> they don't like it. Uh, but honestly, this cat now was better inoculated and better documented than I was. I genuinely thought when I was leaving Malaysia, it would have to be the cat that takes the lead. And me just in a box coming, can I come with you, please? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm stateless. Uh, <laughs> But the way they market whiskers, right, they, just, they describe it in terms that make it sound better than the food I was eating. I was having to eat local food out there, you know? I started my first week, Uber Eats, delivery, that kind of stuff. By like month four, I was like eating properly local food. Even the food that the locals were going, no, I wouldn't if I were you, that's, um, you know? Stuff that doesn't even appear on Google Maps, you know? It's just a man with a van and, you know, his only qualifications to cook food is just a football shirt and the right attitude, right? <laughs> That kind of place. <laughs> but the way they describe whiskers, a delicate blend of tuna and mackerel served in a rich gravy. I'll have it! I will have what the cat's doing, please. May I have some of your food? One thing that I was not prepared for was at about six months, this cat, all of a sudden, for no good reason at all, started screaming at the top of its voice at night, properly screaming. You're giving me a look as if to say, I know what's coming next. Cats get horny. Right? But by horny, I mean horny, right? <laughs> I thought I knew what horny was when I was 13-year-olds and tried to masturbate with an electric toothbrush. <laughs> I mean horny. I mean, like, dis like, disabilitatingly horny, right? At least at 13, I could still do other things. This cat, all she could think about was cock, right? <laughs> and it would get to about 1am, 1, 1, 1 and she would just stand somewhere near a window and just scream. What I could presume is cat for dick! <laughs> is there any dick out there, please? I am fertile and horny! Obviously, this is a very egocentric routine. Presumably, this cat's inner monologue is in Bahasa Malayu and not English. Um, but I don't know if it's cultural appropriation to stand on stage in the UK and scream in Bahasa the word dick. Um, so I won't. But black, horny, like properly horny. And I was in a complete fluster. I did not know what to do. I genuinely did not know what to do. I wanted to look after this cat. I wanted to care for this cat. And I realised the main thing I learned about having a cat is you should not do anything to another animal that you wouldn't, done, wouldn't, wouldn't want done to yourself. And this cat would just not shut up. She would not stop screaming. Uh, so much so that I like, started getting flustered. Like I was Googling things for the first time in my life. What to do when a cat gets horny. Uh, fortunately, I was landing on the, very, on the same sites that the previous act was on. Um, <laughs> lots of hits for that. Uh, <laughs> At one point, I was getting so nervous, I genuinely called a vet to say, I've got a Sharpie, would it help? And look, I didn't! I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't! I didn't! I didn't! I didn't! I'm saying I had that thought. You should not do anything to another being that you would not want done to yourself. And that explains why, if anyone wants me to sign anything this evening, you <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> I, uh, 
A lot of comedians like to come on stage and talk about how, uh, how sad their life is. It's very, uh, very popular for male comedians particularly uh, to talk about how unsuccessful they are with ladies. Uh, it's a shame because we write our own material. They don't, they don't need to do that. Um, <laughs> no need. Uh, I, I'm very happy to tell you because it does surprise audiences. This is genuinely true. The last three girls that I dated, this is true, last three girls that I dated were a, a model, a Zumba instructor and a personal trainer. Yeah, obviously these girls didn't see me as like a romantic interest. They just saw me as a project. Um, but, <laughs> but the point still stands. And I did, over the pandemic, I did, uh, I put on about 15 kilograms in Malaysia. Just, I was just, uh, you know. Uh, that's food, by the way, not, um, <laughs> not the cat. Uh, and, and like, what's nice about Malaysia is in Kuala Lumpur, the gyms are exactly the same as here. It's full of personal trainers. And... I thought the Malaysian personal trainers might be different to personal trainers here. Every personal trainer I've met here, I've taken an instant dislike to. I think the reason is that the only thing that separates a personal trainer from school PE teachers is that they are not attracted to children. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise all of the characteristics are the same, which is narcissistic cunts. And my stepsister is actually going to university to train to become a PE teacher. I didn't even know that was a... Th I didn't think they had training. I just thought they... They just hung around schools for long enough. I mean, what, I mean, what could possibly be in your year one book? Just rate these children in order of attractiveness. I don't, well, just, just essays on plausible deniability for having to step in the showers. I don't know. But in a gym, you sold a dream. And, it, and they market it wrong. You are going to have to give me a like, because I have no idea how much I'm doing. Uh, but they, they, sell, they just, well, we'll just go by the candles, won't we? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I um, but they sell you know. I I, I spoke. To, I was really nervous to go into a gym because I haven't really done exercise forever, and I thought I'm just you know. Basically, I'll put it this way: the last time I saw a GP in the UK, the doctor genuinely asked me the question if I'd considered stopping gaining weight, not losing weight. No, uh, for this medical professional, that ship had sailed. All we need to do is just stop, right? And they ask you the most absurd things, the absolute absurd things, right? He says, oh, well, what would your dream be? Would it like, be to do a handstand, run a marathon, a size M t-shirt? And I'm just thinking, I don't want that look on an air stewardess's face when she's thinking, do I offer an extension belt? That's all I, you know, I'd be happy if I just could buy clothes in normal shops, right? But they, they, they give you these big lofty dreams. And uh, they, they oversell you on the gym, right? Uh, there's, one, uh, there's one fitness chain which, if you join the gym, one of their calls to action, one of the things that makes, you, makes them persuade you to sign up, um, is the fact that you can use any gym in the entire country. And I was thinking, I've paid six months to a gym that is a four-minute drive from my house. What makes them possibly think that on a day trip back from Alton Towers, I go, yes, I think Woking probably could do... <laughs> it's never going to happen. And their metrics for success are just all wrong. They're, they're asking, how much do you want to bench? And I was like, well, can we just start with how many flights of stairs can I ever get up? Right. Does anyone here work out? <laughs> no one. I was going to say, yeah, but I haven't for like months, so it doesn't really count. No. <laughs> Okay, even I, as someone who has no respect for people that go to the gym, weirdly has less respect for you now, <laughs> having claims that you've not been. Well, uh, I'll, I'll finish on this. Yeah, fucking yeah. Fucking. <laughs> Whenever you're fed up with me, 
ideally on the funniest joke. <laughs> you do the honours. Okay. Yeah? What's your name? Lucy. Can I trust you, Lucy? Sure. How? <laughs> okay. You've been I've been heckled. No, that's not a heckle. That's him saying, do more, mate. Oh, that is the opposite of a heckle. These candles are more supportive than you are, and you're another act. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what a gig. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, new material. I, uh, I did tell you at the top that I'm good, right? Can we all just... If you I'll tell you about this. So um, what I did when I got back to the UK, uh, I decided to do something about it. I decided to do yoga. Anyone here done yoga before? (laughs) I love the fact you went, woo, as if to go, yeah, but I'm not going to show off. Um, (laughs) Did yoga. I I joined an outdoor gym, right? Because I came back while the restrictions were on. Didn't know what an outdoor gym was, uh, but I got an advert on Instagram for it. So I thought, well, that's very me. Um, And uh, turns out, right, an outdoor gym uh, is a way that middle class people have rebranded a park, because uh, that's all that was. I spent 40 pounds to stand in a park, yeah? Same park that anyone else could have stood in, but I just paid 40 pounds to stand there. Um, and uh, obviously I was the only person that fell for this scam, because it was supposed to be a group class. I was there by myself. I met my practitioner, and, and I thought, well, if, I, if I'm not gonna lose weight from the yoga, I'll definitely vom from all the cultural appropriation that she's engaging in. First thing she said to me was not hello, but the word namaste, yuck. Um, So I spent 45 minutes with this practitioner, and I realized that all yoga is, particularly beginner's yoga, is just rebranding things that you already know how to do, right? The session started off by saying, well, because it's your first practice with me, this is your first practice with me, we're gonna start by learning how to breathe. Obviously sign me up for the advanced class, I've been doing that for 29 years. So you're looking, wow, is he really 29? Yes, but I look terrible. Um, is <laughs> a funny old age, 29. I came back, came back from Malaysia, uh, and, and, and I'm now living with my mum, right? And that can only happen until September when I turn 30, when I'm just going to rebrand that, and my mum will be living with me. Um, <laughs> then I'm a hero. You're 29, you still live with your mum? Yeah, yeah. You're 30, and you're so kind that you let your mum live with you. Yeah, yeah. Problem is, she's, like, she's fit and healthy, so I can't, you know. Basically, I'm not a carer yet, but we're just one diagnosis away from me being an absolute catch. Um, it's, it is important, by the way, that I said fit and healthy. I've realized that. Can't call your mum fit, I've heard. Although she is, that's the annoying thing, she is, and I, I've got that going for me. So I think pretension, yeah, well, you look at you peeking, yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, he might not be hot, but our kids might be. Correct, that is what you should, correct, that is what you should be thinking. I've never told an audience this before, but I feel like you guys might want to know. In my first year of university, and yes, I went, I, I did very well at that as well. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> There's a girl I really fancied, right? Fucking shoot me. And... There's a girl I really fancied, right? And she saw that I was walking down the street with my mum, who 
Well, I want to say she took me out for dinner, but let's be honest, I took her out for dinner <laughs> using my inheritance through her credit card. <laughs> and and this, seriously, this, this girl that I like, she texts me saying, oh, I saw you were out and about today, but I didn't want to cramp your style, lol, right? And quick as a whisper, that's not an expression. I, <laughs> it is in Malaysian. Um, quick as, <laughs> just very travelled. Um, quick as a wink, that's the one. I, uh, I reply by going, oh, ha, 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 don't worry, that, that, that's my mum, right? But before I could send that message, I got a response back going, but don't worry, she's out of your league. So my mother is out of my own league. That's, that's, that's how hot my mum is. Then anyway, right? So I was 15 minutes in, we learned how to breathe. I found out that you're not supposed to breathe through your mouth, but through your nose. It was just me, just spending 20 minutes just assuring passers-by in Clifton that I didn't have a ketamine addiction. And then I got to the main bit of the session, right? And the main bit of the session was basically me doing the most slight... I genuinely thought the yoga would be like me. I'd end up like being able to like touch my toes, like do cartwheels, like fling my dick over my head, like proper... <laughs> Proper impressive stuff that I could do at gigs. But no. But no, instead, I was doing the, the, sl the just smallest of movements. It was like, can you even see? It was like that. I paid 40 pounds to learn how to do that. I would have moved more if I'd opened a door to her yoga studio if she fucking had one. But instead... <laughs> But instead, I was just being instructed to do things that I already knew how to do. We, we spent the last 20 minutes of the class learning how to go from a seated position to a standing position. Now, that is just standing up. <laughs> Rebranded, right? And most of it was her not doing the stuff with me, you know? It was me doing it by myself and her just staring at me. And I didn't know where else to look. It was that feeling you get when you're at TGI Fridays and you're 13 and all of your friends are singing happy birthday to you and you've already scanned them once during the first line and then you're stuck. You just don't know where to look next. And the only skill we develop is by the time we get to our 17th or 18th birthday, uh, we just start to conduct. Just by having no orchestral training just to get us through. Right? new material and <laughs> anyway so I got to the end of this again to the end of the class and she tried to upsell me future class she said I'd done very well which obviously is a lie um, it's the only thing I'm not good at and and she genuinely ended the class by saying well thank you very much for sharing this practice with me namaste namaste are there any other positions that you'd like clarity on yeah. I was like well yeah uh, what's your position on refunds and <laughs> Interestingly, your cue's coming up. Interestingly, for a yoga instructor, not very flexible. Yeah. Thank you very much. I've been Ollie Hall. It's been a great night. Please welcome back to the stage. Fantastic. Alex Kitson. stuff I, I i've got more i did some of the happened before um yeah social media this next act we did that mailing list it's there i was i was preparing a bit where i was like oh taking this out of people's emails but i feel like that's not gdpr compliant um <laughs> also, also also someone's uh so someone's written it's not covid safe which i okay whatever um for other things and um, the podcast um that we 
Yes. Um, the, 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 the finger gurning over there. Is, um, we, we run this as a podcast. If you wanted to say, uh, listen to the night again, uh, you could. Um, uh, yeah, we record it. It's, it, it's um, this next act on the Out of Lives Network, um, on all, all the places to you get your podcasts. Um, name one. Yeah, bang. Got that. We're on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice one. Um, podcast. Uh, oh, yes. I've got a bucket. Um, so, I mean, this is a free night, um, and you said you all had a good time. So, um, <laughs> so, um, so, um, it, it just helps us keep the night going, you know, um, and I'll, I'll be on the door. If you don't have any change because you're Gen Z and cool, um, bang, new purchase. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. uh, right. I, I should be a politician, I don't know. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, anything else? Um, yeah, but I, I, you guys have been absolutely lovely. I love you for you to come back, specifically this group, all of you. Um, so yeah, um, book, book, book tickets, Facebook Messenger. But we're here every single Sunday, 8 p.m. I'll see you again over there. Let's kiss again. This is the this next act after show question mark. Yes. I don't know when we're gonna do it, yeah. but it's me, producer Adil, with host Alex. Yes, hello. And guest act Livy Newman. Livy Newman. Livy Newman. Gotta say it after the mic. Livy Newman. And then Livy Newman. We're back. We're back, and baby. I want to hear, firstly, from you, yeah. Alex. How's it feel to be back? And what do you want to say about week one? Week one, we had we, we had a really really fun night. We were like, oh, bye. We we're, were recording a podcast, but yeah, uh, no, that's fine. That's yeah, good. They were cameo from Kate Pritchett. Um, uh, yeah, so we it's really great to be back. We had like what a fun. We had such a fun night. There's so many so many great. I, I, I booked it with just people I knew would smash it. So I because um, I, I just want the first of you to be really really fun coming back when we're socially distant. But we we sold out. Uh, of free tickets. <laughs> um, hey, yeah. it matters because there's only so many spots. There's only so many spots. If people are listening to it and want to get down, uh, you've got to reserve, um, reserve a table at the moment because COVID. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, so, so, so loads of fun. Uh, absolutely good to be back. I had an insane day today, so having a... Um, I, I don't yeah. know why you're... So Greg has joined us, but he crouched beside the obvious chair for himself. <laughs> um, but I, I don't... I, how does it feel to be back comparing? Comparing, I was, I was incredibly because I'd forgotten how to do any of it. Cause I hadn't, like that, comparing, I had genuinely hadn't done. Oh, I, I did a bit of it in November, but like back here, first time since what March? Yeah. And I, I completely forgot how to do all of it, which you may or may not be able to hear in some of the um, so so whatever we select for the podcast. Um, I forgot when to say people's names and how to talk to people and. Uh, I, I, yeah. Too busy being funny. But too busy, too busy being a. It's distracting when you're getting laughs, isn't it? You can't do the admin. Yeah. You were fucking cracking at admin before lockdown. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you might have seen him on Google Docs. Uh, <laughs> others. He's four sheets to the wind. Google sheets. Go, oh yes. It's nice with the top. I'm trying to do a. Um, Comedian in the streets, sex in the sheets, kind of joke. Anyway, cut that too. Oh, um, we're definitely not cutting that because that's <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> 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 Absolutely not. 
What was wrong with it? It was in the sexy in the street bit or comedian in the... Well, I can't even remember what I said. What was wrong with it? You said comedian in the street. Comedian in the street. Wait, what did you... in the sheets? Something, I just went straight route one, didn't I? I didn't change it at all. I just went... Yeah. You're supposed to twist those things. So what we're saying is podcast is as good as it was before. Yeah. We're back. Absolutely, yeah. How was it to be on a show again? Oh, it was so nice. Do you know what? I haven't I haven't done like a set in over a year, and um, you didn't it, do any in the. I did like perineum. one one in the perineum. Yeah. I I did like one in the perineum. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I did like one Zoom gig, and it's just it's so different to be in front of it, like an audience and like people responding to you. And also, like, everyone today was so lovely and oh, it was just divine. So it was oh, divine. Um, yeah, so supportive. Felt really nice. <laughs> and, yeah, really enjoyed it. So. That's what happens when you stack the crowd with your own mates. <laughs> i gotta get, I got to get some mates. <laughs> I'm obviously joking. It was a, a set of extreme competence and, and incredible funniness. Everyone was doing new stuff, but it didn't feel like everyone. It felt like everyone was doing their gold. It felt like, yeah, one of the real, I'd say, one of the best ones I've ever done. How's that? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because we've had some ones that were dog shit. Yeah. No. It, it, it's really lovely to be back, especially this next act, because this suddenly feels like, for me, like, oh, this is back normal. Like, we, I've, I've done about what, six gigs, but since we've been allowed to do them again, yeah. and like, every, they've all felt a little bit rusty and a bit ropey and a bit like. Ugh. What am I doing? And then um, crowd are overly lovely, and you go, oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's um, yeah, like not being without it was a, a really sucked. Um, so I, I can I can use those strong words. Um, so yeah, no, really relieving to be <laughs> yeah to be back back, back, back in my routine. Uh, um. What's your like gig life been, Greg, before um, tonight, and then what are you hoping for for the rest? Uh, for the foreseeable is what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like before tonight, I mean, yeah, I was I was all up in the perineum as well. Uh, like I really got got really stuck into that as much as I could, uh, ig- ignoring the advice of the government and the health professionals uh, and 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 the audience uh, as well. Uh, but yeah, like, and, and yeah, and, and enough Zoom now. Uh, we tried that; it didn't work, did it? Let's uh, move on. Uh, um, so yeah, like yeah, come what may, hell, high water, or various variants from any continent, don't give a shit. Uh, I'm in. I'm in. I'm balls deep. Uh, yeah, let's, let's 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 go for it, Alex. Yeah. Speaking of balls deep, how do you think your material went? <laughs> uh, yeah, I did material. Uh, I, there's, there's three separate people have come up to me and said, this is nice when you do jokes. Uh, I was like, oh, cheers. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was exciting. It was nice. Like, I've, yeah, I wouldn't, I 100% would not have done a set like that if there wasn't a lockdown. Uh, In the before times, you wouldn't have done the set? No, no, definitely not. I'd have been talking about my dog. Um, as, as a way into calling someone a cunt uh, and, and I can join those dots uh, I'm happy with that uh, but yeah I've, I've, I've had a chance to have a sit down and a big think uh, and now it's time for people to hear what I've got to fucking say alright so hold on to your hats the southwest area 
Greg, Greg sat on a stool and uh, yes. like 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 yes. Dave Chappelle and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel people were suitably educated by my material. <laughs> so, last question: uh, What do you want to see from the next few weeks? Given that it, like, the world might be your oyster. I just want to. I think I just want to see like people doing new material and it going really well, and like just a bit of normality and like people enjoying themselves. I reckon. I know, sound like a wanker. Literally sound like a full-on wanker. Literally, oh my God, oh, give me new material. Do you know what I mean? But it's just, I just want to see like live comedy get back to where it is. And this is like a very good forum for people who are new and old, who are trying stuff and making it work. And it's lovely. Um, also, I want to see people make a dick of themselves on stage. Because um, we love that. We love that. Oh my God, yes. Oh my gosh, do it. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing the scene coming back because post uh, before lockdown, Bristol was having a bit of a moment comedy-wise, and like there was all sorts of stuff popping up, and um, and it was you know great. It was turning into a proper amazing comedy city, and you, and hopefully that will rebuild. And obviously we're part of that, but there's the lots of nights spring up, and so going around and checking all of those out, and um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I just. Exactly, like Libby said, doing all the new stuff, new acts. All, there's going to be a whole influx of uh, <laughs> new people. So seeing seeing them, I'm sure we might have a couple of them on the podcast. See how that's going. Um, you know, watching people quit. Um, <laughs> no, that's not, that's mean. Um, but yeah, no, I'm just tr- these. I'm looking forward to it getting back to normal, which is the <laughs> most. Uh, I'll just give the last word to you, Greg. Any particular notions of what you want to see from the scene? Uh, uh, less Bert Williamson. <laughs> just, just less. Like I think there was too much before. Um, and there's a lot to go around, and uh, I personally, I've just had enough of it. I've had enough. I'm only joking, obviously. Uh, more Bert Williamson. I'm sure he'll be on one of the shows in the future. He'll be, he'll be on soon. He's on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, then I think let's take it offline and uh, welcome back this next act. Hey. And we will see you all next week. Nice. 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 <laughs> www.outoflives.net.